Hello and welcome back to Soap Secrets. We've got lots of juicy gossip for you today and joining me is Claire Rock and Victoria Wilson. Hi guys. Hi. Hi Hannah. Hello. Hello. Right. Okay. The sun is shining, but is it shining on the soaps? Probably not. Um, shall we talk about Holby, Victoria? Um, a bit of a Louis storyline here, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. There isn't much sun shining in Holby, I can <laughs> confirm, this week. I mean, if um, I was a betting woman and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's taking a bit of a, a dark turn, kind of tonally, just, just generally. There seem to be, you know, lots of night shifts and, and things like that, and things happening in the basement, as it Creepy. were. Creepy. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and we definitely see some of that here with, with the sort of Louis storyline. Anyway, so we know that in recent weeks, um, Louis's kind of been feeling responsible for the fact his old friend Vicky has kind of fallen on hard times. Um, they kind of go way back, and it's quite a complex relationship. Anyway, he's been stealing computers and expensive surgical equipment from the hospital to get her back on her feet. Um, and we'd like to remind people at this point that Louis's mum is, of course, Holby CEO Max McGarry. <laughs> so, you know, he's taking something of a risk um, by doing it. Um, anyway, so Max is made aware that goods are being stolen in the hospital. She doesn't know by who, but but obviously she, she needs to sort of step up and, and try and find out who's doing it. So she orders um, an equipment audit of the entire hospital and... Um, Obviously, Louis kind of covering his tracks. He's made sure that he isn't captured on CCTV. So it does look like he might be getting away with it. Um, that is, of course, until he's caught red-handed by um, junior doctors Josh and Jung. Um, so that it, not when they, they sort of don't... They're like, well, whoa, what's going on? They don't want any part in it. You know, ultimately, he's stealing from the hospital and he's, he's kind of stealing from them. You know, the, the NHS is on its knees, as we know. Um, so they give Louie until the end of their shift to tell Max, otherwise they're going to tell her. But I mean, she, she's kind of got bigger problems to deal with anyway. Her mum's in hospital. She's, she's, um, her condition is kind of worsening. And then she discovers that, that Louis arranged a secret DNR for her. Um, it's what she wanted. He's done it without her, her knowledge, um, so there's kind of all that going on as a side issue. Um, so anyway, so later the on, DNR is a do not resuscitate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She knows yeah. she's she's sort of at the end of her life, and she kind of wants Louis to help her in that sense. Um, but she she forbids him to tell Max. Um, obviously, though, then she finds out. So she's like a coiled spring when Mac, uh, when um, Louis kind of then later comes to her office. And, and decides to come clean and admit that he is the hospital thief. So, um, I mean, Max, she, she cannot believe her ears. Um, and uh, obviously, so we know Louis is transgender. Uh, he was born Lily. And um, in an effort to justify himself, he kind of tells his mum how, how Vicky was the only person who was there for him um, when he was going through his transition and how he felt, felt um, almost rejected by his bigoted um, family. He even says, "Yeah, like you." Um, so it's a bit, bit hostile between between mother and son there. Um, anyway, they talk. They kind of flush things out, and, and some sort of home truths are revealed, so to speak. Um, mm. Later, sort of Max calls Fletcher to her office and, and tells him to. She sort of calls up and she's like, "Right, you know, you need to come and bring security." And you're and you're like, 
you know, what's she going to do? Is she really going to shop her own son to police? It's quite explosive. It's a really difficult one, isn't it? I mean, mm. that sort of thing, it's just sort of, would you do it when you put yourself in that situation? It's just, oh, awful yeah. situation to be in. He feels really indebted to Vicky because, you know, she was in his life at a time where he really, he was struggling with his identity and he really didn't feel like he had anybody else to turn to. She was there and now she's having a hard time he feels like he will do anything literally anything to help her yeah. so it's it's is a compliment it's a complicated way of of highlighting what's quite a, a serious issue really yeah absolutely it's a big issue to tackle um and we've got and refusing to participate in dom's stoma reversal haven't we as well yes um so he's determined to go ahead with it really determined once once dom gets an idea in his, his head there's no stopping him um so he but he knows you know he's a surgeon himself so he knows that sasha um who has agreed to do it will need um, a skilled surgeon to assist in the operation. Um, so yeah, Dom sort of bumps into to mum and just, just casually sort of in the hospital and they're chatting and she's obviously interested to know how her boy's getting on and, mm. and she says, oh, you know, come to me if you need anything. And then so sort of this plants a seed in, in Dom's head and and so later he's like, well, you know, I do need something, actually. I, I need someone to assist Sasha in my surgery. Um, uh, you know, she's his mum. Dom's confident she'll say yes in a heartbeat. But she can't agree to it. And, it, you know, in her mind, it's too soon. And she sort of turns him down flat. Um, Dom being Dom, though, he's, you know, he, he's kind of looking out for any clues as to how he can maybe kind of twist her arm gently. And then he discovers... Um, and obviously we know um, Ange has been um, sort of having secret liaisons with Josh, shall we say, inside rooms in the hospital. Um, and As you do. Dom, yeah, this is Holby. Um, Dom sort of finds that out. He kind of uncovers their secret and he almost tries to use that secret to manipulate her into assisting in the surgery. Ange won't bite, though, and she stands firm. She will not participate in an unethical and dangerous operation. She's adamant. She's not going to do it. Good for her. Um, oh, she's a feisty one, Ange. <laughs> now we know sort of where Dom gets it from. Um, Dom's furious, though. Um, he, he sort of know he, he he knows she's not budging, and he, but this is he kind of sees it as his only hope. He wants this to happen. He, he's struggling with it, and he needs to move forward. Mm. Um, and for him, this is the answer. Um, Sasha assures him though that it, it's not game over, and that he'll he'll think of something. Um, I suppose if nothing else, it sort of seems like the tide's turned, and that Dom's gone from not particularly trusting or liking Sasha to now hating his own mother. So it's yeah. quite an interesting. <laughs> Big turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, that's not the only thing going on. Um, there's also more brewing between Lucky and Keon. I mean, that's sort mm. of another another tricky relationship that's playing out there. Um, she's, her, her suspicions sort of continue to grow about Keon's sobriety as he, he kind of, he spends the morning dodging a drugs test. I mean, she literally, like, she'll stop him in pulses. Can we do it now? She's just there dangling the pot in the air and, can we do it now? Can we do it now? And and obviously we know he's got kind of his secret stash of helpful samples mm. in the toilet that he kind of calls upon whenever she wants him to do a test. 
she doesn't know this, obviously. Um, but she sort of, when he keeps trying to dodge her, she kind of smells a rat and she, when he insists on, oh, you know, you know, same time, same place, he's kind of, she's thinking, hmm, I'm not sure about this. So she goes mm. to that cubicle and that's where she finds the samples. She finds them. She finds them. Um, she's a smart, she's a really smart one. I'm really starting to like Lucky as a character. I think she really adds a lot. Um, and it's, it's he's great. He's a bad that, boy, isn't he? He is, but he's so cute. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, he's he's frustrated when he realises his cover's blown and he's like, well, you know, that's it then. Okay, my career's over. He's basically trying to do, you know, he is an addict, but he's also addicted to being a doctor and he loves doing his job and he wants to be able to do both. <laughs> but mm. obviously, Lucky's like, hell no. Um, so anyway, she, she seems quite sympathetic. Um and she kind of throws him a lifeline. She, she basically says it's ultimatum time again. Um, she says she'll, she'll keep his secret. Basically, if he lets her take control of, of his um, of sort of wants to microdose him um, mm. and she'll, she'll help him get clean. Uh, so will, will he, he, yeah, will he accept? Yeah, will he agree to Lucky's ultimatum? It's, it's, yeah, very interesting. Well, have you got someone to help him? I mean, he's looking at gift horse in the mouth, isn't he? Yeah, I mean... But then if you're the, an addict, yeah, it's easier this, said than done. This, this storyline will take some um, complicated twists and turns um, as, as we go on in, in well, the next few when, episodes. Well, one bad boy gone in Cameron, we've got to find another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't see Kian as a bad boy, though. I can't. I just can't. No. He's, you know, it's it's a case that I think he's innately a good person and in life good people make bad choices and he's just one of those people. You, you're in love with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like. well, you know. <laughs> just getting that sense. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Get it out there, I don't mind. <laughs> it's official. Um, yeah. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Lots, go, lots going on there. Um, right, one hospital ward to another, because that seems the right thing to do. Let's talk about casualty, Claire. Um, two really quite big storylines this week, aren't there? Yes, and the first one um, we're talking about, Hannah, I thought would, as you're the editor of Woman magazine, I thought this would, this is a really important storyline for women everywhere, for your readers, for casualty fans, for women all over the UK. Um, and, you know, casualty is a medical soap, so they do do storylines that are really hard hitting. Uh, we saw that with their COVID return episode, you know, back in January, which was just so amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, wasn't it? And yeah. um, so this week, this week, they bring up the important topic of this is something I never thought we'd be discussing on Soap <laughs> Neither did I, Claire, but let, let's go there. <laughs> Um, that um, that they bring up the hard-hitting um, important topic of vaginal mesh. So this is um, this is this is um, something that that some some women have have had um, put in to help with things like stress incontinence, um, and um, it has it has a checkered history, shall we say? Um, and uh, it, it's it you know it's it's deemed women's issues, so it's not really discussed about and. You can say women's issues to men, and they generally run in the opposite direction. And this week, we see Marty's mum, Bibi, collapse, and she's brought into the ED. So, you know, Marty's a nurse, 
and he works in the emergency department. There is nothing he hasn't seen, I would imagine. Would you, Hannah? I wouldn't think so. And also, don't you think, sorry, going back to that point, that really good point that you made, that like this is an area, a topic that no one discusses, and it's so important that they are looking and talking about it and everything. I think it's, it's really interesting, though, that when you do go to hospital, if you do have a women's issue, you know, and you are seen by a man doctor, you are just... You're just another person, aren't you? Just another... There's nothing there. And I think that we need to kind of break that taboo around subjects like this. So, you know, big, big clap of the hands for casualty, I think, on this. Yeah. So, um, so Marty's having... um, breakfast with his mum Bibi and she says she doesn't like to admit to her to to her son that she's in pain or anything and she says um one of my friends has an issue down there and at this point Marty a nurse looks shifty and embarrassed and doesn't and doesn't want to get involved and I was quite shocked by that um because you know he's an ED nurse really well that's Um, what surprised me after what I've just said yeah yes yes completely and uh well Bibi's really not very well and in the in in the place where they're having breakfast she she collapses and uh, she's brought into the emergency department and Ethan Ethan is so nice to her he's the opposite he says he talks to her and she she confesses there and then she hasn't told Marty that she's had this vaginal mesh to to help with her stress urinary incontinence and um and that she's she's in pain and it's not working um it's really she's got a lot of issues with it um and um she talks about how embarrassed and upset she was with her stress urinary incontinence that she had to take clean underwear everywhere she went she was frightened of coughing of sneezing of laughing things that we do every day Mm. and you know if you have that issue sometimes you wet your knickers Mm. And people think you're dirty and unclean, and that's so not true, is it? I mean, it's well, it's. I mean, it's just an issue that that so many people probably suffer in silence over, and they are now talking about it, which can only be a good thing because anyone suffering from something like that should absolutely be going to see their GP because there are way there is treatment. Yes, completely. And if you leave it as BB has, I mean, this is not real life. This is. This is, you know, a story, a drama. Um, it transpires she has an abscess behind her uterus and she needs an operation. I mean, an abscess is leaking serious infection into your body. Mm. This is this is this is a, this is this is really serious for her. Yeah. And um, you know, Marty calls his dad, and both men have been guilty of ignoring sort of her women's issues. And um, this leads to a bigger conversation in the emergency department. Um, and you know, it, it, it. Dylan has this thing where he explains what the mesh does, and he uses a ham sandwich. And I don't think Hannah, I'm ever going to eat a ham sandwich again. <laughs> no, quite. Yes, you have oh, to watch it for the no. ham sandwich, oh, ladies. Stop. The ham sandwich. You're just going to go what? But you know, so there are three three females on one side, and they're all discussing how women's issues don't get as much medical ad- attention. So it is really, really big. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it, it's it. It's, it transpires also, once they open her up to drain this abscess, that this mesh has also um, embedded itself in her bowel. So it is very, very serious for Bibi. And this is not a one-time storyline. This continues over several weeks. Does so it? it's okay. a big, big storyline. 
Good. I, I like it when the, I I think the um, hospital dramas are. We talk about it a lot actually, but they they all try and sort of you know break new ground, don't they? And and, yeah. and this is this is really going there. And I always, often wonder what what the next thing will be because um, you know it sort of feels like well trodden ground everywhere now. But but it's it's not because clearly yeah. they found another another rich vein. Um, yeah. yeah. We've also got the storyline because as we said, there were two. Two quite big storylines here. We've also got the Faith and Lev's um, uh, relationship kind of causing havoc, haven't we? And their personal life really spills out into the ED yet again. Again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about this every week, Hannah, don't we? I know, every we week do. that happens. Anyway, they're having a big row and she outs him as, as gay to the whole department. I mean... You cannot do that. That's not her decision to to make. And um, it's he's horrified, absolutely horrified, because in his mind he hasn't he hasn't come to that conclusion yet. So mm. she's come to that conclusion, but he hasn't taken that leap. So you know things are very very bad. And of course, you know the whole of the. ED is a gog. I mean, gossip. Offices are big gossips. So I suppose yeah. hospitals are no different. Um, Phoenicia is very, very... She works with him. She's his partner. She's great. She supports him um, and shouts at Faith. Um, and then Jacob hears all about all of this because not only has she done this, she also meddles very badly, very, very badly in a patient's private life. And he, he balls her out in the office and puts her on mandatory leave. Well, there's no other choice, is there? No. But what a shame, because Faith, you know, it's... I don't know, she's gone down a road, hasn't she? And she just shouldn't have done it. Yeah, yes. It, it, you know, that's that's really for Lev to, to come to a decision to say. But you, um, cannot, but you can see how your emotions get the better of you. You yeah. can see how why she's done it. I don't, I don't feel angry towards her. I feel, you know, I can see why she did it, albeit it's wrong. Yes, there are two. You know, there are always two sides to it. Um, she's she's struggling at the moment because she's seen as the bad guy in the house um, because she spent the night with Dylan, although that didn't last very long. Um, and the girls are really anti her and and pro their dad. You know, in the divorce, so so she's she's angry. She feels that she's she's taking the blame for the marriage breaking up when in fact you know it takes two people to tango, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. Wow. It's all happening, but it's definitely all happening in the square because you really do not want to miss this week's episode, um, do we, Claire? Because, no. but I know what you're going to do. There's so much you can't tell us, isn't there? Yeah. I, I just know it, but yeah. it is a biggie, and you really shouldn't miss it. Yes, Monday's episode is the big one you can watch. Um, you really don't want to miss any of these episodes, and you wanted to watch last week's episodes, which, when this goes out, are still playing out on screen, so I can't talk about them because the whole two weeks weeks is wrapped up in this massive massive sort of storyline that comes to a shocking conclusion um and um what i can say is it's a huge week that plays out in eastenders airing cush's last scenes and um will unlucky in love whitney get her happy ever after do you know what i think the unlucky bit of that sentence (laughs) probably says it all (laughs) i know (laughs) so the press It's really tricky, this one, because, you know, you have to be very careful with how you you talk about these things. And the press office wrote, um, as Whitney and Cush contemplate their future, their decision sets a plan in motion. Will they get their happy ever after or will their ending be rewritten in heartbreak? 
So there is so much going on and um, all of it is, I don't want to spoil it for you, the fans, because, you know, you want to sit there and go, wow, but you, you get a flavour of where yeah. we go. Cush yeah. is up in court for all of that. He's, you know, what's he, is he going to toe the line with Phil Mitchell? You know, there's so much going on. Gray's giving him the evil eye in the courtroom. Where are we going with all of this? Oh, um, so Gray is still lurking. He's like the lurker, isn't he? And you just well, know yes. that is Whitney going to turn to him? Oh. Oh, no. I know, I know. Well, you know, if Kush were to go to jail, of course, that frees frees Whitney for Grey. You know, there's, you know, there's so much. There's so much here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So it's two weeks worth of that, is there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's also other stuff going on because we've got Karen sort of playing with the idea of becoming Rainy's surrogate for money, haven't we? So, so... So we saw Tiffany sort of half did half sort of thought about this idea and then said no, um, which you know, this you you have to you can't sort of play around with these ideas with surrogacy because it means so much to the people who who are desperate for a baby. Anyway, um, Karen has lost her job at the laundromat and that you know that family it's always they're always on the edge financially and um, they they are in desperate debt and some heavies trash their place and order them to pay up I mean they spray paint pay up all over the kitchen cabinets it's really unpleasant um, so you know Rainey's still looking for a surrogate and you know Karen Karen seems she's seems to be very fertile she's had you know several children um, mm. but will she be able to go through with it because she's not a she's she's not a, she hasn't really thought this through i don't think because you know she's just anyway. thinking with pound signs isn't she i yes. need the money this is an easy way or she thinks yeah. an easy way of course it's absolutely not something to take undertake lightly no so will karen go through with it that's the big yeah. question I, I do you know what i oh the sur- surrogacy is such a tricky one. You see some people do it so well, don't you? And it's yeah. done properly. But doing it in the, the spur of the moment like that just because you need the cash no. and you don't want your place trashed again is you know, not the reason. Yes. Oh, and gosh. Because the baby will, even if it's not your egg or, or, or you know, your partner's sperm, the baby will still move with inside you. Mm. Still, hand, you, I mean, I always think about, you know, having had children myself, kind of the idea of going through all of that and then handing it over. You know, that, yeah. w- that would be really hard because, yes, it's not biologically yours, but yeah. you've carried it for all that time. It must, it must be really, really hard. Yes. You must, you're a certain person that can do it. Yes, completely. Um, now, Hollyoaks. We usually do this last, but I'm glad we haven't because it's a pretty creepy storyline, isn't there? Yeah, uh, this is just this really... And it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. A... So we've got the um, we've got a new landlord, Fergus Collins, haven't we? Who's who's played by Robert Beck, who's Jane Danson's real life partner. Yes, I thought mm. people would like to know that. Um, yes, keep putting so it in that, the family. Yes, <laughs> and um, you know, he's re- she was really pleased when he got this part. You know, um, he's he also is a big he's a, is an ex Brookside is, is Robert Beck, um, and uh, you know so. He, Despite the fact that, yeah, they're on different sides. So, you know, she's on an ITV soap and he's on a Channel 4 soap. I think they enjoy seeing other people, you know, seeing each other's lines and, and mm. storylines. So it's it's really nice, isn't it? It is nice, yeah. It is good. And I, I, I suppose it, it gives you something to talk about when you come home. Yes. <laughs> 
So yes, yeah, so he's playing this 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 new landlord Fergus, um, and uh, he he discovers that Stee is strapped for cash and offers to buy his house and rent it back to him. That's always a bad move. Mm. Um, he does Stee initially declines, but when Fergus recruits Warren um, with a plan to convince Stee to sell, he agrees. He agrees. Um, but you know Perry lives with Stee, and um, she's his twenty-something niece. Um, their family life is very complicated. There's a, I think she, she originally thought Steve was her half-brother, but anyway, it turns out he's, he's, she's, he, he's her uncle. Um, and she's living with him, and she's, you know, obviously 20-something and very pretty. And mm. Fergus installs a hidden camera in her room. Oh, it's just so oh. horrible. It is. It is. You. You know. Your bedroom is your, your your sanctuary. You should be able to change into your gym jams, get dressed in the morning, do your hair without someone spying on you. It's just oh, horrible. Horrible. And she knows something's going on because later a bikini is delivered to her. I mean, you just just want to throw up, don't you? It's just gross. So he's delivering a bikini because he wants her to try it on, and he yeah. can watch. Oh God! You've got to be, well, yeah, sick, sick in the head. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we've also got John, Paul and George. They're going house hunting together, which is yes. nice. <laughs> well, it's not really, because if we saw in the spring... <laughs> I know, that was set, I was setting that up. <laughs> yeah. there, it's going to be an abuse storyline between two partners. Um, you know, the couple bump into John Paul's ex, Dee. Um, George has massive jealousy issues. I mean, they're not together. Jean Paul and Steve aren't flirting. They're just saying, hey, hi, mm. hello. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing remotely flirty going yeah. on. Um, and when Jean Paul receives some shocking news, his family rally round him. But then there's a surprising turn of events. Just what is going on? Mm. Yes. Cliffhanger. Yeah, I don't quite trust George. No, on jealousy, it's a bad thing. Big green-eyed <laughs> monster. Um, Coronation Street, onto the cobbles. Um, it's a big week for the wind as siblings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, as we remember, just before Christmas, I know this, here we are in April, um, Faye accidentally attacked Adam, staking him for Ray, who had tried to rape her, so she hit Adam over the head. And Gary, the, big, the lovely big brother that he is, he took the fall for that until um, Faye confessed to the police. But it's their court case this week, so finally they have their time in court. Faye is very, very nervous, and um, she's having this relationship with Craig, who is a rising star in the police force. He's going up the ranks, um, mm. and he can't have a girlfriend with a criminal record, so she tries to end it, lover. There's sort of, you know... <laughs> it's for you! <laughs> no, it's you, oh, not no. me! It's me, not you! <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so in the court case, Gary gets eight months for perverting the course of justice and is free to go because he's been already been in jail. Yeah. Um, but what will happen to Faye... Mm, what will happen? You can't yeah. tell me, can you? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, I just was hoping this wasn't going to crop up this week. I'm yeah. just sort of burying it. But my least favourite storyline, the Fizz and Tyrone um, situation, she, she finally realises, doesn't she, that he's, yeah. he's chosen Alina over her. 
he has he has you know and this is this is the week we see that you know divorce affects everybody in the family not just the two people divorcing so yeah fizz you know last week we we'd seen her she she wanted them to go to counseling she was still sort of hanging on in there by her fingertips thinking yeah um but this week she finally realizes realizes that tyrone has chosen alina over her and little hope um is just distraught just distraught mm. she, you, can, you can see why i mean it's right in her face as well i mean yeah. it's, it's, it's not sort of she's going to see this every day yeah yeah and she asks she asks you know does does daddy love you know um his new girlfriend more than them you know this is these are things that mm. children worry about don't yeah, they? They really it's, do. I, it's, I think there'll be lots of people that can absolutely um, identify with, or adults that can identify seeing their children perhaps having gone through something similar. Yeah. Yes, completely. You know, and um, when Hope is playing with her cousin Joseph, she attacks him. Now, we know that Hope, Hope's... Um, She's already. She had all these behavioural issues when her half sister Jade came back into her life, and she was setting fire to things. And mm. um, she didn't like Evelyn's dog, so she sent him away on a train and things. She was just she demon. Was she was bad yeah. back then. So you know, is this going to send her back down that path again? I mean, almost certainly, if it's there <laughs> to be had for the taking, yeah. it's it's going to happen. I mean, the thing is with Tyrone, it's not a not a bad lad is he i mean like no. he's he's a decent person so for this to oh i don't know he's just gonna make a big mistake he's made a mistake for goodness <laughs> sake someone tell the man <laughs> i'm sure lots of fans tell him tell him that when he, when when the actor pops into the supermarket you're making yeah. a mistake um, i agree i agree and we've also got um one of rita's foster's daughter foster daughter sharon um turning up like a bad penny yes so so at the moment, um, with all the the theatres closed in London, Tracy Bennett played Sharon, and mm. uh, she she was on Coronation Street, and then she went. She become a she's become a big West End star. So obviously during the pandemic, she's sort of she she's got got a clear diary, shall we say, mm. and um, so. Coronation Street snapped her up and um, got her back as Sharon, and she has come back. Now, Sharon, last time we saw Sharon, um, she tried to sell the cabin from under Rita. Mm. So I don't think she's back for a loving family no. reunion. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a fair bet. Yes. <laughs> but it, she's, I, I wanted to mention this, because, A, Tracy Bennett's brilliant, and um, she's, go, she's going to really... We, we haven't seen Rita for ages, you know, and it's nice to get Rita out. Mm, mm. So... So it's not that's nice, but she does have a big storyline, and she's back for a reason, and yeah. that will play out in a couple of weeks' time. Excellent. And we also um, uh, William Roach, who plays Ken Barlow, is mm. off screen at the moment because unfortunately he caught COVID. Oh, do we know how? Where? No, I don't think he caught it on set. I mean, you could catch it. You could just catch it anywhere, really. Of course you can. Yeah. No, that's not good at all. Oh well. No. Swift, swiftly getting better to him. Wishes. Um, Emmerdale. Okay. Yes. Last but not least. Um, oh gosh. And but and also, as if there couldn't be any more heartache for Andy, uh, Andy, Mandy. Yeah. There really is this week, yes. isn't there? Because yeah. um, uh, Vinny finds his father's gambling notebook. Um, with both the losses and the wins and future tips in it. So it's, you know, it's, it's not something she wanted to hear. 
Yes. She, you know, so Vinny's been going through his father's stuff, as you, as you do after someone passes. And, yeah, he gets his gambling notebook. Um, so, obviously, you know, Paul, we, see, we see that Paul really, really was a proper, you know, thought about this and wrote everything down carefully. Mm. Um, and um, Vinny's girlfriend, Liv, had hoped that she had persuaded to turn the page on his father and to sort of, you know, he's dead and we need to move forward. Um but when she leaves the room, he places a bet, an online, mm. you know, an online bet. Uh, will Mandy lose her son to gambling as well? Oh gosh, it's, this is just this is just horrible, isn't it? This storyline because yeah. it just means that someone else. Oh no, just this is just not good. So the person that played the actor that played Paul Reese Dins- Dinsdale, he, he actually before he he's an he's an he's an actor. You, you know, he was married to Gail in Coronation mm-hmm. Street, and and he's been in lots of other things. But um, he also does a bit of a... He also is a director, Hannah. Mm. And before he played Paul, he was directing episodes of Emmerdale. And now he's gone back to directing episodes of Emmerdale. So he actually hasn't left the set at all. No, no. It's funny, isn't it? I, yes. I, oh, gosh. I, I, this storyline, this whole kind of storyline is, is... I wonder when it's going to sort of wrap up and when they're going to look at something else because it feels... I don't know, with Vinny, I don't know, Vinny finding that, that book and then trying to go down, are we just not kind of going on well-trodden ground already again, do you think? I don't I don't know where they're going to go with it. I, I, I was... Because Vinny's so sensible. And he's such a night... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, I can see that he's probably seen a tip and think, well, I might as well give this a go, but that's kind of a slippery road. And yes. if you're so anti it and you've seen you know, your own father behaved like... And also how that changed his father as a person and yeah. the way he treated Vinny was so awful. But then you don't know what... Grief does funny things to people. Yeah, it does. Yeah, completely. Um, another storyline, though, is, is is the one around Tracy because she finds um, a lump, doesn't she, on, on baby Frankie's tummy. Yes. So Tracy's, Tracy's a bit frazzled at the moment. Um, she's got Nate... Uh, who's uh, I don't he's I don't know Nate, Nate's lovely but I'm not sure mm. that, that they're all both I think they're in that shock phase of having a new baby mm. and um, he David accidentally ran over his foot in the car so he is suffering from a foot injury and can't you know is is isn't as mobile and helpful with the baby perhaps mm. she's they're new parents, so they're tired and a bit grumpy, shall we say. Mm. And on top of that, they had um, they had Kane's mother, Faith, living with them, and I think that was a bit of a shock to poor mm. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Massive shock. Um, uh, so she's frazzled and stressed, um, and now she's, now she's gone into the stratosphere because she's found this worrying lump on baby Frankie's tummy. What will the doctor say? Oh, I hope not the worst. I really hope not. I can't. Don't think I can. I can't watch anything where children get upset or animals get upset. It just sends me into an absolute spin. <laughs> so no, don't do that if you're listening, please. <laughs> well, it's a pretty good bumper week again, isn't it? I mean, it never. They never fail to deliver these soaps at the moment. Um, they're absolutely great. I and I. I suppose there's no, with the lifting of restrictions and. And what have you? Is there any change to the way they're recording? We're still, I guess, we're still having to social distance. Yep, yep, completely. And more and more, if you see any non-social distanced um, acting, that will be someone bringing their partner in. Yeah, that's clever. I like that. It's great. They've found yeah. they've they've been really innovative, haven't they, with yeah. kind of finding new ways to get around it. Yeah. 
And well, also, you know, they can do a bit of that perspex, you know, uh, that perspex between actors if they need to have them close so that, you know, any any stuff out of your mouth, you know, hits the perspex and d- doesn't go into the air next to the yeah, person next yeah, to you. So, yeah. Um, you just have to have someone clean that really well so that it, it doesn't show smears, I'm guessing. I know, I know. Well, with the easing of restrictions and uh, lots of people, the weather getting better, hopefully, yes. uh, and everybody back at the pub. Um, yeah, stay safe. Let's keep everybody safe um, and and well and um, keep enjoying these soaps because they're absolutely great at the moment. They're re- they really are banging. Thanks for listening and we will be back next week. Bye.